0: Like, you can start from a mythology like this as long as you expand it into a historical kind of context. And let's talk about, you know, you want to talk about Squanto? You know, let's talk about Squanto, right? (laughs) I mean, let's talk about this yeah. stuff. Let's talk about mm-hmm. King Philip's War. Let's talk mm-hmm. about these different kinds of things, and let's expand the history instead of just being happy. It's kind of like the Jim Thorpe thing, like, oh, I know an Indian. It's kind of like, <laughs> oh, I know a moment in American in Indian history where everything sort of was okay. I mean, and, and grabbing onto only that moment and erasing all the rest of the history that, com- that accompanies it, you know, that's a mythological move, right? That's an ideological move. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that part of the reason why it's so hard to get this into mainstream consciousness is because it continues? The genocide continues, the theft of land continues. Yeah. I mean, with black folks at least, are we all? Are we out of time? Yeah, oh, we are Alex basically. Always making us stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, all well, those thoughts of things. Will you come back?
0: Yeah, sure. I'll come back. Yeah. Yes, Do you mean that? Yeah. Yes, Thank you. Great. That'd be great. To you. We really appreciate Fill you coming
2: up in. Thank Thanks you. for having me.
3: We're Renegade Solutions, and we're out of here.
0: Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll have Chuck Booker Hershen. He'll talk about his upcoming protest at the School of the Americas. You can go along if you like. Maybe you can get arrested with Chuck and spend some time in prison with some nuns. (laughs) Good time ahead by all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.
4: A box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away what said Hand off this box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay
2: it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, I'm Mike, and I will be so for the next half hour. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and, you know, we've done a lot of shows about chickens, and this is true. But we really haven't done a lot of songs about dogs. We have not given dogs their due, and there's going to be a lot of dog do on today's program, let me assure you. Today's guests are Jason. <laughs> He's dying. He's dying. See, that was, that was, that was the <laughs> best joke I've had in the last five <laughs> seconds to tell you. Ruff! Uh uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. See, I think he Jason likes bad jokes. Jason likes bad jokes, doesn't he? J- don't you, Jason? Jason likes bad jokes, don't you, Jason? Yeah. And our other guest is uh, Leslie. I
0: married such a funny guy.
2: <laughs> Jason and and Leslie are here all the way from Ypsilanti, Michigan, coming here to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to tell us about dog food because. They make their own dog food.
3: We haven't been to Ipsy in a while, actually. Oh, okay. We've come all the way from the Almadinger neighborhood.
2: In Ann Arbor? Yeah. Wow, right. all the way from Ann Arbor. Yeah, we're, we've graduated. Wow, okay. See, I'm still in high school. I still live in Ipsy. But this is a show about food, and today we're going to talk about dog food, and dogs, and dogs eating dog food. And we're going to hear some dogs eating dog food here on Pandora's Lunchbox. But first of all, we're going to hear Ypsilanti native Iggy Pop doing a song about... Dog food, shall we? Good dog. That was Iggy Pop, and that was dog food. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm here That's Hambone's favorite song right there. Really? Yep. So, this is Jason and Leslie talking about their dogs and the dog food they make. So, one of them's named Hambone, yes? That's and correct. And the
0: other's named Max.
2: Hambone and Max are the two dogs. And they eat. They eat. That's Food. excellent. <laughs> I like that about dogs.
0: They're very unusual, though, at least one of them in terms of his diet, because he is a vegetarian dog.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's
3: true. We have a vegetarian dog. Not because we are, are hippies about the way we raise our dogs, although we're, we certainly have that element, but he was decreed by, uh, by Mother Nature to be a vegetarian.
2: Wow. And it's not nice to fool Mother Nature, so it's <laughs> no. good to know.
3: It's impossible, actually, to fool Mother Nature.
2: So, uh, how did you know that your dog was a vegetarian? Shall I tell the story? Yes. Well, over, you know,
3: about the time that he turned two, he, uh, well, there was a story I often tell about the disappearing butter, and we went through a lot of sticks of butter over the course of a couple weeks. And uh, it was shortly after that that any time Max would eat food, he would begin itching himself and running his nose along the couch. And, yeah. uh, he eventually got to the point where he was chewing spots on his body raw. Ooh. And the vet that I took him to said, well, it's probably a food allergy. And I said, Well then what do I do? And he said, We'll try different food. So from there I embarked on a uh, six year odyssey of taking him through all the different kind of kibble, including Hachenflachen, the special elite German dog food. Wow. Could you say that again, please? Finest. I like Hachenflachen. Okay, go ahead. There's probably a dog food seller out there who'll call up and correct me on the pronunciation. <laughs> but but I like that um one. Now I started making food for him and uh, going through all the ingredients until eventually, (laughs) actually, the way that I finally figured it out was the day that we were at a barbecue out in Windsor, Canada, across the border, Mm -hmm. back when you used to be able to go over there, and... I, um, there was this big hunk of fat and I gave it to the two dogs and Max ate up his half and he was wrecked for days afterwards. And it's, it's pretty obvious now, actually, you give him a little bit of meat and he starts itching and scratching. So, so Leslie actually has a very good, um, explanation for how this could be that a dog is vegetarian because I'm sure your listeners are out there scratching their heads saying a vegetarian dog somehow this doesn't make any sense there's existential <laughs> questions that just wow. come up Uh-oh. how do
2: you know you're a vegetarian i guess is one of them but <laughs> exactly the length right. of the intestines the length, the length, of, the length intestines, of the intestines says arwolf humans have very long intestines dogs and cats have very short intestines if you have short intestines you eat meat so you can expel it quickly from your body but do go ahead
3: wow well <laughs> yes, good thing okay. we have our veterinary expert here today yes dr x <laughs> yes indeed Dr. Arroyo, thank you. So, yeah, Leslie has a very elegant explanation for how a dog could be a vegetarian. I
0: think it's pretty obvious that in his, maybe his last life, he was a monk, a Buddhist monk, and he was sneaking off every now and again outside the monastery and eating meat. And so when he came back... No, no, I swear,
3: it's just tofu. (laughs) When he came back
0: (laughs) this time...
2: Was he it did. a tofurki, maybe?
0: <laughs> Definitely not, because he is a dog who cannot eat meat, which is very strange, but not as uncommon as you would think.
2: Hmm. Right, so he, he died, and
3: when he came before the Buddha, the Buddha said, You know, Max, you were a great monk, very compassionate, but I saw you eating the meat, and so I'm going to condemn you now to life as a dog that cannot eat meat. And he is compassionate. He's a, as compassionate
0: as any monk I've ever met. Oh, yeah. So, that's great. So that's Extremely. Fair. So, Somewhere assessment. Measured his intestines. I have not. We'll have to wait and do the autopsy.
3: Yeah, uh, now I'm interested. Now, uh, what kind of dog is Max? Yeah, 100% genuine mutt. Oh, okay. Pure purebred shepherd bread. half hound dog of some kind. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So uh,
3: and hambone is
0: hambone. Hambone is also 100% genuine mutt. Okay. But. They said at the pound that his mother was a fifteen pound half chihuahua mix, and it looks like he's got some lab in him. Mm. And they say maybe some chow, but at the vet lately, the last visit, because he's got this these oh, double right. dew claws on his back on his hind legs, Truly it's, mutant. Yeah. you know some very particular breeds that I've never heard of before that they said he probably comes from. I have no mm. idea wow, the double dew claw mystery, Wow.
2: He's got more toes than you can count. Wow.
0: On one hand. <laughs> on one hand, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is, we're learning so much today already on, on the the first dog show on Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm so glad that we're doing this. Yeah. And uh, we're going to try to listen to a little bit of dog music now. Uh, this is designed for humans, however, uh, but dogs might like it too. And actually, this is a computer that's not necessarily designed for me because I'm not very good at these things, the MP3s and the C-3POs and whatchamacallits. And, but we're going to try to play this song for a poodle and see what happens and we have silence and okay so never mind that instead we're not going to hear a serenade <laughs> to a poodle we're going to hear something almost as good this is jim neighbors in the role of gomer Pyle. <laughs> turn it up make the dogs howl this is going to make this is going to make a lot of people howl i think this is hot dog heart
1: Went to see a gypsy woman late last night, told her everything I do, it never works out right. I gave her all my money nearly to eleven cents. She said you need a magic word to give you confidence. Just say Shazam, zip zap man, you gotta put a whammy on. You can move the world or walk into the Pentagon. No one's ever heard that special secret word, so if you want your way, just remember what to say. Shazam Shazam. I went to see a banker with a white shirt on. I tried to get a loan, but my account was overthrown. Since my credit rating don't exist, I asked him for the money with a brand new twist. I said, Shazam! It's that man, I went and put a whammy down. Banker changed his mind, said, i would you like to buy the town? Make me a VTP, fuck not you see? If you want your way, just remember what to say. Shazam! Shazam! Birds, but she chose me when she heard these words. I said, "Shazam, just Zapp, honey, won't you come and be my wife? You clean house and cook for me all my life. Now I know, and it really goes to show, if you want your way, just remember what to say: Shazam, 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 Shazam."
2: am, Is that a question? That's Gomer Pyle, and that's Hot Dog Hard. Okay, I'm, I'm done talking like that. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and Gomer Pyle, I mean, Jim Neighbors actually did, did a lot of records in his, his persona as Jim Neighbors, which I believe he was. But uh, he did one record as Gomer Pyle, and you've just been lucky enough to hear that one on Pandora's Lunchbox. This is a show about food, and today it's about dog food. We've got two guests who make their own dog food. Jason and Leslie. Now tell us something about what you do to make dog food and well when did when did you start making dog food? What what brought that on, shall we say?
3: Gosh, I've been making dog food for say <laughs> ten years now. I'm putting here a dog chef about the best as they come, I think. Very often how I do it is when Leslie's preparing a fine meal for humans, I'm next to her in the kitchen preparing a fine food for dogs. And like a dog, I'm taking little bits of the vegetables and little bits of that and throwing it into the dog food while she's turned away.
0: It's so good that several of our friends have eaten it voluntarily.
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah, they've li- practically lived off it.
2: I was going to ask if humans can eat th- your dog food.
3: Yeah, it's actually it's pretty good. There's nothing in it that you don't eat already, more likely. Except maybe bone meal, (laughs) but you can use a little bone meal, I think. We throw bone meal in for calcium.
2: Calcium, yeah. yeah.
3: There's a lot of ingredients. In fact, I
2: brought, you know,
3: for those of 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 you in all seriousness who are out there Mm -hmm. listening, saying, wow, I've always thought about making my own dog food. There is this dog food Bible here um, from Dr. Pitt Cairn. Yes. Dog food Bible. The joy of making dog food. Uh, Dr. Pitcairn's Complete Guide to Natural Health for Dogs and Cats by none other than Dr. Pitcairn. And it's got this really cute picture on the front of a lab door staring into the eyes of a kitty cat. Aw, dang.
2: Old or New Testament? Are we fast? Is that the Old or New Testament are we fast? the question. <laughs> the, um, but
3: I can attest to the fact that if you feed your dogs a natural health diet, they will never this whole scene with the dog and cat staring into each other's eyes that's still fantasy
2: <laughs> still craves hey, cat you say meat. that
0: but hambone when he was a young pup had a cat for a brother and they would play they would wrestle they're both the same age a little puppy a little kitten and oh.
3: would they eat the same food
0: they would, yeah. yeah. I caught them e- on the table eating the tuna fish one day. All wow. Right, together. Right.
2: And then what happened? I mean, they went into the real world and they, they got those bad messages that, that cats and dogs shouldn't be together. Is that, <laughs> is that what well, that was about? I mean,
0: the cat actually got hit by a car. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. It wasn't my cat, it was my roommate's cat. Hmm.
3: Such is life, and some must die. That'd be sad. So, this book actually has a lot of different uh, good natural health uh ideas for your pet as well as many recipes for cooking dog and cat food it's actually interesting it mentions that dogs can be can survive on a vegetarian diet whereas cats cannot and i forget exactly maybe it's an amino acid or something that simply is not available huh. in anything other than meat and so there there is no such thing as a vegetarian cat whereas the dog thing is not Not only not impossible, but according to our vet down in Saline, it's not as rare as you might think. Um,
0: Right. The allergy to the meat protein comes from year after year of...
3: Generation after generation. Right.
0: Better put, generation after generation of dogs eating the same kibble, meal after meal, and Mm. then their offspring eating the same kibble, meal after meal. Those vets telling... Telling their clients, you need to buy this particular dog that's kibble right. and don't ever change their diet ever. Meanwhile, taking
3: golfing trips to Florida <laughs> on IAM's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and You've heard it. the story.
2: And I mean, yeah, we've talked about allergies in the show, and that's true for humans too. If you eat the same thing over and over and over again, you are more susceptible to become allergic to that thing there peanut you go. butter. Peanut butter, for instance. Yeah. You can just eat it over and over and get over that again. Get peanut
3: butter out of your face, again, Leslie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're so, going to get allergic. And if you, I don't know if you want to eat peanut butter, feed that to dogs. But just the concept of dogs eating all one thing because <laughs> they like it and they don't want any variety in their <laughs> lives. They're just dogs. I don't know. <laughs>
3: yeah, there is some kind of twisted logic that your dogs, uh, you know, uh, there might be a vet out there who's going to pounce on us for misinformation. But. They say that you, you'll wreck your dog's intestinal system if you change its food, but it's a carnivore, and I'm sure if
2: you followed canines around in the wild, they they're not anything. that picky. They will eat anything. <laughs> That's right. And, and not even just in the wild will they eat anything. Exactly. <laughs> Some of their yeah. favorite diets include... A diet items include books, <laughs> socks, <laughs> little, little trinkets, maps. you know. Dogs yes. like lo- Well, not that I'm recommending feeding them books or the homework or whatever. Well, and
3: tampons, actually. Max has eaten tampons. Ew. I'm sorry. This is the radio. I forgot. This is Pandora's but, Lunchbox is and
2: WCB and FM in Arbor, <laughs> which is what I say yeah. whenever that. And there. <laughs> hmm. And, um, yes, here we are. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we have, I think, some sounds of. Uh, Of making food for dogs, do we not? Now, if I do this, this is this computer thing again. Let's see what happens if I do this. Aw, man. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, which I'll just say again. (laughs) It's very (laughs) The iTunes interface just ain't working for you, huh? No, just it doesn't. It doesn't. uh, Right.
3: Mike's paws are too big for the little buttons. My paws are too (laughs) big for the buttons.
2: Well, in that case, let's listen to Hank Williams. Let's see what Hank Williams has to say about all this. Yeah, good dog song.
4: Came in last night at half past ten That baby of mine wouldn't let me in So move it on over Move it on over Move it on over Move it on over Move over little dog Cause the big dog's moving in She's changed the lock on our front door And my door key don't fit no more So get it on over Move it all over, scoot it on over, move it on over, move over skinny dog cause, the fat dog's moving in. This dog house here is mighty small, but it's better than no house at all. So ease it on over, move it on over, drag it on over, move it all over, move over old dog cause, our new dogs moving in. Go down, so pack it on over, move it on over, toad it on over, move it on over, move over nice dog, cause a mad dog moving in. She warned me once, she warned me twice. But I don't take no one's advice, so scratch it on over, move it on over, shake it on over, move it on over, move over short dog, cause a tall dog. it on over, move it on over. Sneak it on over, move it on over. Move over, good dog, cause a mad dog moving in.
2: Remember, pup, before
4: you whine, that side yours and this side mine. So shove it on over move it on over. Sweep it on over. Move
2: It's Pandora's Lunchbox, Hank Williams, and move it on over. Thank you, Hank. I appreciate that. Now let's see what happens if I do this.
3: Okay, so here I am in the kitchen. I'm going to prepare food for the dogs. Dog food bowls. Dogs, leave the kitchen. Out, 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 out.
2: Out of the kitchen. Out, out, out. Always oh, got it. I'm here with Jason in the kitchen kitchen while he's preparing food for the dogs. We're in the Pandora's Lunchbox uh, Kitchen kitchen. Studio A Kitchen. Pull the
3: dog food out of the refrigerator. Oh, yes, you do love your food. The trusty dog food spoon, one of these big spoons. We've been through a few because stirring thick grain will eventually weaken the spoon's neck get weak there. Okay, so spooning out what's left, this batch of dog food. It's lasted, hmm, let's see now, I think I made this on Tuesday last week, and it is Tuesday now, so it lasted seven days. It's the second container of it. Hambone gets a little bit less than Max, because we fortified this with kibble. Let's see, there we go. Max will just get the rest of this. Every last grain, nutrition and bulk, energy. Let's see. Next, grab bones, kibble. Glass inside. About the right amount.
2: This is Pandora's lunchbox. Jason is preparing homemade dog food. Listen closely.
3: The thinking person's pet food. Never quite understood that. Line. The thinking pet person food. This looks like ground turkey. Turkey. Uh, a little bit of that, I guess. I uh, say it's a little more than a tablespoon of raw turkey meat, sometimes cooked. Sometimes raw. Pour hot water over it. And then vegetarian protein. Doggies like tofu, especially the firm stuff. Love these cubes and I rip it in half. And Big sized chunks. They like to chew, and of course, Hanbone likes just a little tofu. Supplement that meat diet.
2: He's feeding his dog tofu.
3: Protein. And finally, today we're gonna be naughty. Finish this can off of tuna off. Give Max what's left of this tuna. Tungol tuna fish oil, of course, is good for all carnivores. It's high in uh, omega 3 eh? Put meat back in, everything else is finished up, and uh, now we just wait for that tea kettle to boil, and you dogs know the program. As soon as that boils, we'll be pouring it over the dog food, poaching that meat a little bit, and stirring it up. And of course, the dogs know the sound.
0: They know what to listen for.
3: As in all good cooking shows, we preheated this water so that it would boil. Perfectly.
2: This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and just a little bit of a trip to the kitchen there with Jason and Leslie. Thank you, Jason, for that demonstration, and running back into the studio as quick as you can. and Yeah, kind of like a doggy, you're running back into the studio. i got to run back as soon as that water starts boiling. Yeah, okay. Jason and Leslie talking about making their own... Dog food. Can you talk just a little bit again about some of the ingredients just real quick?
0: I just want to say I on my way over to the studio today I stopped at the People's Food Co op and picked up a huge bag of bulk tofu there, which we do oh. once or once a week or every. every Why don't you talk about some of the ingredients
3: so? in dog food?
0: Oh well you get you get your two kinds of grain, like a a brown rice and millet or brown rice and oatmeal.
3: Because you know, two grains mixed together—just about any two grains mixed together—provides you with all the proteins that humans and dogs need to survive.
0: And then you've got to—you've got to have a little kelp, maybe.
3: Right, green stuff is good for all living things. Kelp is very
0: good for us all. A little bit of bone meal.
3: Oh, an interesting story about the vegetables. We always add vegetables, finely chopped, usually boiled. And some people are often surprised that we would feed our dogs vegetables. You feed your dogs vegetables? <laughs> but as it turns out, in the wild, canines make the kill, and the alpha dog comes in right after the prey has been killed, and the first thing eaten or dug for is the stomach of the prey with the uh, barely processed vegetables. That's like, that's the booty in every dead creature in the canine world. Ah. And then the rest is eaten up after that. So, anyway, any other ingredients? Oil. Oil, right? Oil, the the fatty. Flaxseed oil
0: would be the best, but it's so expensive.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: Well, now we have the sound of happy dogs eating. We've skipped oh. ahead to uh, that portion of the program here. So let's take a listen for just a moment here. Tell us
3: which dog is eating. <laughs> you can hear the smiles on their faces. I can <laughs> hear that, definitely.
2: Both dogs are eating there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Half an hour has just whizzed on by.
0: Wow, we're Already. almost out of time. Yeah. We're
2: uh, almost out of dog food. Almost out of dog food, so you better get yours quick. Put Open your radio and get your ladle, and I don't know what that means. This has <laughs> been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Jason and Leslie have been Jason and Leslie. And uh, we're coming up to Face the Music with our wolf in just a moment now while the dogs are eating happily here. But let's uh, run on out of here with uh, a tune by the Fiery Furnaces. This is called My Dog Was Lost, But Now He's Found. And she did something bad to the dog, but she learned her lesson. So there's bad dogs and there's bad people. So this is a lesson for all of you bad people. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Mike. Good boy. Good boy. (laughs) Sit. Sit. This is (laughs) WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
1: I my dog, I was mean to him before I guess that's why he walked out my door I really wish I could see him some more